Hi, I'm glad you could join me again today for the study in the book of Revelation. Um, we'll be looking today at Revelation chapter 8, verses 6 through 12. Uh, let me read that, and then uh, we'll pray and get into it. Now the seven angels who had the seven trumpets prepared to blow them. The first angel blew his trumpet, and there, was, and there followed hail and fire mixed with blood, and these were thrown upon the earth. And a third of the earth was burned up, and a third of the trees were burned up, and all green grass was burned up. The second angel blew his trumpet, and something like a great mountain burning with fire was thrown into the sea, and a third of the sea became blood. A third of the living creatures in the sea died, and a third of the ships were destroyed. The third angel blew his trumpet, and a great star fell from heaven, blazing like a torch, and it fell on a third of the rivers and on the springs of water. The name of the star is Wormwood. A third of the waters became Wormwood, and many people died from the water because it had been made bitter. The fourth angel blew his trumpet, and a third of the sun was struck, and a third of the moon, and a third of the stars, so that a third of their light might be darkened, and a third of the day might be kept from shining, and likewise a third of the night. Let's pray. Lord in heaven, please guide us as we now come again to your word and to a study of your word. We recognize that human wisdom is not sufficient. We need wisdom from above, and we pray for that wisdom that is from above, that it might fill us, that your spirit might work in us, the spirit of wisdom, uh, so that we might rightly understand your word and that our lives would be changed accordingly. We pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. So we now are passing on to the seven trumpets of Revelation. We're leaving the seven seals and we're going into the seven trumpets. But before we get into the specific content of each of the seven trumpets themselves, we need first, I believe, to consider the relationship of the seven trumpets to the seven seals. Now, many take the seven trumpets and the judgments that are described in them to be a whole new series of judgments following after the judgments that were described in the seven seals. In other words, as history progresses, uh, the judgments of the seals are the first things that fall on top, onto the world. And then, when they're done, following those seal judgments... The judgments of the trumpet then of the trumpets then begin. Well, let me let me just put it out there directly. That's wrong. That's um, wrong-headed way of understanding the book of Revelation. You should not automatically assume that because something follows something else literarily, that is one thing coming after another in the flow of the narrative, they must therefore also follow one another in time. Or in history. This is just not how the book of Revelation works, and it's clearly not how history works. Revelation, in terms of a biblical genre, um, is not a book like Joshua or Judges. It's not primarily historical as a genre of literature. Revelation is, by its own self-designation, an apocalypse. 
It is in the prophetic genre. The things it sets forth in literary sequence might not follow chronologically in time. You need to get that. For instance, the four horsemen. And we saw how the four horsemen of the first four seals um, describe judgments that are presently taking place on earth, even simultaneously. Um, Even though one horse is literarily given as following another horse, following after another horse, and following after another horse. Um, Just because those horses follow one another, the seals followed one another literarily, does not mean that we can't look out into the world and see that all four of those horses are presently running over everything in the world. They are running wild in the world today at the same time. The fifth seal, if you remember, did not even describe the events taking place on earth at all, but rather was drawing back the veil, as it were, um, the veil so that we might be able to see into heaven itself and what's going on there. We saw there the souls of the martyrs under the altar, those who had perished on earth because of the horsemen judgments. They're crying out to the Lord. And then the sixth seal, all of these things, remember, follow literarily. The sixth seal described the final judgment of God, the climactic, earth-shattering, end-of-days earthquake that only those who are sealed in Christ by the Spirit would survive. It is the last in that sense. We then had an interlude for a moment in chapter 7, where we were given a symbolic description of those who would stand in that coming end time judgment, those who were sealed by God, formed and numbered by God as the army of God, symbolically portrayed as 144,000 from the 12 tribes, the fullness of Israel. The same people, remember, are then revealed to be a people without number from every tribe, nation, and language, all who were ransomed again sealed by the blood of Jesus Christ, even the church. And then in the seventh and final seal, we were again given a vision of what is going on in heaven while the trials and tribulations are taking place on earth and the blood of the martyrs was being spilt. The silence of heaven is the silence of preparation for the final judgment when the collective prayers of the saints offered before the Lord as heavenly incense are returned to earth as fire from heaven, the judgment of God, again, the great earthquake. And there is in that seventh seal also, where we first were introduced to the seven angels who were given seven trumpets. Trumpets, they were being prepared to sound. And now the stage was set in that way for where we are now. But then, What are these seven trumpets, and how do they relate to the seven seals? Just because they follow literarily doesn't mean they follow chronologically in time and history. If we already saw, then, the end of the world judgment in the sixth and seventh seals, referred to in those seals, both speaking of that earthquake that ends the world, then how are we to understand the trumpets? The world's already ended if you follow things chronologically. 
Well, let me tell you how it works. The seven trumpets are yet another graphic, apocalyptic, prophetic way of describing judgments that God is presently pouring out upon the world. In the time between Christ's first coming and second coming, these are judgments that God is pouring out in addition to the ones that we heard about in the seals. And these judgments, just like the seal judgments, are preparatory and provisional and temporary and lead up to the final judgment. In other words, just as the seven seals prophetically, apocalyptically describe the judgments of God in history, picturing them as horsemen and so forth, um, and that history being particularly the period between Christ's first and second coming, climaxing in final earth-shattering judgment of God, so also these trumpets are doing the same thing. Again, this period of history, the period of history in view, particularly is the period of history from Christ's resurrection to his second coming in glory. And again, we're being shown what God is doing in that period of history, the judgments that he's meeting out, pouring out upon the earth, we're seeing that symbolically described in terms of the trumpets that are sounding. It's um, the judgments of God being revealed, um, just as judgments of God were being revealed through the seals. And there are differences between the seal judgments and the trumpet judgments. For instance, this time, with the trumpets, the focus is not upon saints who are being sealed by God, the saints whose blood is being, sh is being spilled and who themselves are suffering uh, the tribulations because of the horsemen judgments. This time, in the trumpets, the focus is upon the unbelieving world itself. God's judgments are already being poured out um, upon the world in response to the prayers of his martyred saints. Now, it's helpful to know that there is a background in the Bible for the judgments um, that we are reading of here in the trumpets, how these judgments are described. The background in the Old Testament for a really helpful background for understanding the, the trumpet judgments um, are the Exodus plagues and the destruction of Jericho. Those two events in redemptive history pointed forward to these last days inaugurated by Christ's death and resurrection into the judgments that are being poured out in these last days. God was foreshadowing the end-time judgments that are being poured out now in the events of the Exodus plagues and the Jericho destruction. So think back, Sunday school days. Think back when um, the plagues of God came upon Egypt. God's people were in Egypt. They were suffering greatly. Um, Egypt was a nation filled with idol worshipers, people who worshipped the sun and the sky and the rivers and the animals and the creeping things on the earth rather than the Lord God. Now remember what the Lord did in those plagues. One of the things he did was he turned the river, the water, to blood. And then remember how he sent hail mixed with fire 
upon the land and destroyed the trees and the crops and the livestock of the Egyptians? And remember how he sent locusts so thick that they darkened the skies and they ate whatever was left after he had sent the hail. And then he sent boils and gnats to torment the Egyptians. And remember how the plagues got worse and worse and worse, at first affecting only the land and only part of the land, and then more of the land, and then later affecting the Egyptians themselves. Well, as will follow in these trumpets, this is exactly what God is doing on earth now in the judgments that he is pouring out. The first four trumpets, as we'll see, God is sending plagues upon the earth, famines, destructions, which make things very difficult for people on earth to live comfortably and be happy. Notice how the first trumpet speaks of hail and fire and blood, burning the earth and the trees and the grass. Notice how in the second trumpet, the sea becomes blood as a great mountain is thrown into it, and how in the third trumpet, God's judgment affects the rivers and springs of waters. Notice, too, how in the fourth trumpet, a third of the sun, moon, and stars are darkened. All of these things deliberately recall the Exodus plagues. And you'll remember that while all of these things were taking place in Egypt, God's people, again, were sealed. They were protected. The people of God were there on earth in Egypt while those things were taking place, but they were covered by the grace of God. The fact that these trumpets bring the plagues of Egypt to mind alerts us to the fact that these things take place prior to the final judgment of God prior to the final deliverance of God's people, because the plagues led up to the great judgment. This shows us that these trumpets that are being sounded now in this period of history between Christ's first and second comings herald and lead up to the end of the world. The seventh trumpet will sound at the end, and that will be the end of the world. Now, as we saw in the seventh seal, these trumpets are part of God's response to his languishing people who are suffering on earth and crying, how long? The censer filled with the prayers of the saints being mixed with fire is now cast, even now, upon the earth. Notice, too, that in these first four trumpets, like the first four seals, the judgments are limited. Only a third, not the whole of the earth, is affected. And again, this proves that the judgments of the trumpets and the judgments of the seals are related. We're seeing the same period of history, judgments of God being poured out. But God is using first seals to describe some of the judgments and then trumpets um, to describe some other judgments that he pours out upon the earth. But these things are not necessarily following each other chronologically. They're all taking place at one time or another, all over the world. Now, you, you'll remember my saying that the other Old Testament event that is behind these trumpets, and that help us understand these trumpets, is the conquest of Jericho. Again, remember your Sunday school lessons of old. God's people came into the promised land, and they came into it as an army. 
And they came upon one city, Jericho, that had powerful high walls. Seemed impregnable. Seemed that that was a people that would not be conquered. Do you remember how God's people overcame Jericho? They did not march right up to it and begin fighting. No, you'll remember that they marched around that city for six days. But then on the seventh day, something amazing happened. In Joshua 6, verses 2 through 5, we read, And the Lord said to Joshua, See, I have given Jericho into your hand with its king and mighty men of valor. You shall march around the city, all the men of war going around the city once. Thus shall you do for six days. Seven priests shall bear seven trumpets of ram's horns before the ark. On the seventh day you shall march around the city seven times, and the priests shall blow the trumpets. And when they make a long blast with the ram's horn, when you hear the sound of the trumpet, then all the people shall shout with a great shout, and the wall of the city will fall down flat, and the people shall go up, everyone straight before him. The sounding of the trumpets by the priests on the seventh day heralded the end of the city of man, the end of Jericho. When trumpets are sounded in the Bible, it often means that God is rallying his people for war and preparing to do battle on behalf of his people. This is why when Christ comes again, the Bible tells us that we will hear the sound of a trumpet. Paul, speaking of the end of the world at the coming of Christ, says, Behold, I tell you a mystery. We shall not all sleep, but we shall all be changed in a moment in the twinkling of an eye at the last trumpet. For the trumpet will sound, and the dead will be raised imperishable, and we shall be changed. 1 Corinthians 15.50 And he says, For the Lord himself will descend from heaven with the cry of a command, with the voice of an archangel, with the sound of the trumpet of God. And the dead in Christ Christ will rise first. Then we who are alive, who are left, will be caught up together with them in the clouds to meet the Lord in the air. And so we will always be with the Lord. 1 Thessalonians 4, 16 and 17. Now for the next several weeks, we will take a closer look at the individual trumpets themselves and the judgments that they're describing. But for now, it's important, I believe, that we get the big picture. Since the coming of Christ into the world, his death and resurrection, his ascension, the world has been directing its evil and its hatred against God's people. The devil has been prowling, roaring, seeking whom he may devour, using the powers that be to do his will. The world has been going on in its idolatry and its wickedness, but the Lord has already begun to sound the trumpets of his wrath against the world. When you look around and you see the judgments taking place, think the trumpets are sounding. Jericho is about to fall. Egypt is about to be destroyed. Throughout the world, and I'm proof of it right here in Arcadia, where the mountain is literally burning behind me. Throughout the world, There are devastations, natural disasters, diseases, plagues, famines, tragedies, and terrors that demonstrate that God is angry with the world. 
and that he is preparing to bring this world to an end when that last seventh trumpet sounds. Just as in Egypt, God is pouring out his judgments on the earth, not yet his final judgment, but judgments nonetheless, giving men time to repent, giving men time to turn to Christ. Just as at Jericho, God is preparing to destroy once and for all the city of man. He is even now stripping away from unbelievers those things that they take security in, those things that they have turned into idols, their jobs, their health, their comfort, the beautiful atmosphere that they once took for granted. The trees and mountains are burning. The trumpets are already sounding. And the final trumpet is about to sound. And just as on Passover night, woe be to those who are not sealed by the blood of the Lamb. Woe be to those who, unlike Rahab, do not align themselves with God and his people. For when the final trumpet sounds, this world and all of its boastful cities are going to be destroyed in the wrath of God, the earthquake that will shake apart the heavens and the earth. The terrors and tragedies that we see in the world even now, the poisoning of the water, deforestation, Um, what people are calling climate change, fires that destroy land and homes and lives, plagues and famines that cause people to suffer and die, COVID-19, kings and kingdoms rising and falling, all of these things are the trumpet blasts of God heralding the coming of the end of the world. The point of all of this is to bear witness to the world that the Lord is God and he is not silent. He is not far off. He is not distant. Their hardness of heart serves only the purposes of the demonstration of his power and of his wrath and of his justice. He destroys, even now, he is destroying their false gods. He's knocking them down one after the other. And he's depriving them of security and peace in this world. The Lord is marching around the city of man. And he is warning the world even now. The final wrath is coming. What God revealed at the time of the Exodus and then later at Jericho testified to the things that are now taking place and have been taking place in the world since Christ rose since Christ came into the world. And the world ought to be mindful of how the Exodus event and how the siege at Jericho ended. God will have the final word. He wins. There is no way of avoiding that. He wins. But these trumpet visions are not just given to warn the world. As powerful a warning as that is, and I hope if there are any who are listening and are not believing and are not turning to Christ, I hope you will take heed to this warning. But these visions are not just given to the world. They're given to the church of Jesus Christ. 
By them, we who are Christians are to understand what is happening in the world around us, what God is doing. Our prayers, you see, are not being unheard. They're not being unanswered. On the contrary, the judgments that we see in the world are the trumpet blasts of God, terrifying the world, but testifying to us that our God is fighting on our behalf, just as he did in Egypt and at Jericho. That the battle has already ensued, and Christ has overcome and is overcoming the world. We are not to be like those who wonder why bad things happen in the world. But we know. It's being revealed to us here. And like the church in Egypt and at Jericho, we are not to be terrified by these things or dismayed by them. We shouldn't be confused. There's a lot of talk today about all the confusion. We shouldn't be confused. We know what's going on. We are the only ones that know what's going on because God has revealed it to us. This is what's happening in the world today. We're not supposed to be surprised or confused by it. These trumpet blasts, the judgments we're seeing in this world, they're heralding the fact that the world is under God's judgment and is consigned to be destroyed. But they're also for us who believe the sound of God rallying his people to himself, getting us ready. When the final trumpet is sounded, we all shall gather together to be with the Lord and enter into his final victory over this wicked world and all of its idolatry and all of its hatred and all of this fallenness, all of this brokenness, all of this sin. God will have the final word. And we will join him on that day and be more than conquerors with him. We will stand on that last day when that last trumpet sounds. We will meet him in the air. And what a glorious day that will be. Praise be to God. Well, thank you for um, joining me again. Sincerely, thank you for joining me for this study in the book of Revelation. I do hope it was helpful. Um, Join me again next week where, Lord willing, we'll be getting back into the trumpets and looking at them in more detail. God bless.